You are now listening to the Late to the Party podcast. Mm-hmm. The dream. Scratching your balls and stuff. Well, yeah, boss. It's always got to scratch your balls. Yeah, do it. All right, where's Zach? All right, let's get into it. So, obviously, this is the Late to the Party podcast. We'll see how long. We'll see how long this lasts, but. I'm game to talk college football as long as we can. And uh, my my first question is now: I, I Trevor was uh, was talking about this whole like high school thing. Now I still have a question: Is this high school real? Now, for like people don't don't know what we're talking about. Apparently, a high school duped ESPN into scheduling them with a uh, scheduling them a, a national televised game against IMG Academy, which is like. No, seriously, one of the best high school teams in the country every year. They are the Alabama of junior college. Like, they're unbelievable. So you got, like, some fucking, like, some schmucks from, like, I don't know, Dartmouth High who, like, trying to play, like, this national ranked team. But, like, I'm, like, reading more. But, like, does this school even exist? So I have my suspicions about this. Apparently they're an online charter school. So, you know, yesterday afternoon, um, you know, Get ready to go do my grocery shopping for the week because I'm back to work. So I'm like, I usually like banging out when I can. And I'm trying to delay it, you know, because I hate going to the store. And I'm like, well, let me turn on the Red Sox. And they're in the middle of a, dera- a rain delay. I'm like, all right, well, I guess I can't watch that. I look through the TV again. Like, yeah, you know, high school football, you know. Watch a little bit of that here and there because, you know, I like the, I like the, what the powerhouses are on, you know, like the Don Boscos and the modern days, et cetera. Obviously, IMG, very well familiar with them. I turn on, they're facing the school called Bishop Sycamore. And I'm like, I've never heard of Bishop Sycamore. And I'm like, first of all, that's a freaking stupid name. Like, you name your school after a tree. And so the first thing that kind of got me suspicious on the spot where the, the commentator is like, oh, well, this school is not part of the Ohio uh, High School Sports Association at all. And they're like, they just go travel uh, around the different states to play teams. I'm like, so... It's just like a rogue school. Then it's like, you know, a school not being part of the MIA in Massachusetts. I'm like, okay, what's up with that? And so, I, you know, I watched it for about 10 minutes. It was already starting to be a while. So I'm like, all right, I'm going shopping. Then when I get back, you know, I see, I look, I found it on, like, happen to find it online. I'm scrolling through, like, the news feed. And they're like, yeah, this uh, school duped ESPN into broadcasting their game. I guess they lied, they're like, you know. They, the coach said they had a bunch of D1 players, and the guy admitted on the spot, oh, we can't find any of these players in any of the recruiting uh, recruiting services. They and- they said that on the broadcast. It was unbelievable. Like, they were, like, where they were, like, we're trying to find, like, who these players are, and they're, like, none of them are in the database at all. I was, I was like, cracking up watching that, uh, that from the, uh, from the broadcast booth. They were basically issuing a, a mea culpa to the viewers. They're like, oh, we're sorry that we are having to air this because, uh, you know, they like threw him under the bus right in the middle of the game. They're just like, well, I, you know, this is getting kind of dangerous. I hope nobody gets hurt on this team. And then it gets even better afterwards. I guess the kicker is that this team played a game three nights before on Friday night, apparently. They played a game in Ohio. So not only that, they were 0 6 last year. They started the year with a loss. How they end up on ESPN playing the number one team in the country, I'll never know. You know, I kind of give the coach credit for pulling a fast one on ESPN because I don't, I don't know if anybody else could get away with this. I feel like this was like the equivalent of like a, a Trump. You know, when we used to have like Trump University, like that fake school. Like if they had like a college football team or something, they like 
I just feel like this school will probably be shut down in two years. So this, now, is, this, like, what, this is like what I don't get, right? It's so like, like Dartmouth, New Bedford, like we're accustomed to like, we have a, they have set schedules every year. They play the same team. So like this, who makes the IMG Academy schedule? Like does ESPN have control over their schedule? That's a great question. Cause I don't know how they would like manage to get themselves in a situation like that. I mean, you're not talking like a, a school that's like not very well known. I mean, it's like a premier college. I was actually talking um, to one of my friends from school about this. Like, and I'm sure ESPN is going to get lawsuits out the ass for this regardless. But can you imagine like if a top recruit, like like a number one player in the country who had like fully committed and got his endorsements deals and stuff all set up, took the field against this fake school and like tore his ACL? Can you I can't even imagine what the lawsuits would have been in that. And ESPN would have been in so much crap. I'm also reading here the coach of this school has an active arrest warrant out for him. <laughs> I love it. That's I think it's better, better about a second. Yeesh. I mean, that's like, as, like, all right. as much as shit is like, we want to talk about ESPN and like, whatever. But like, as long as we've like watched sports, ESPN is like the premier, like sports network. Like no matter what there, it's always ESPN, ESPN top 10. Like everybody wants to be on ESPN. Like does some schmuck coach from who the hell knows where he is. is just like, yeah, I got, like, a bunch of D1 recruits. We want to play IMG Academy. Like, did anybody at ESPN, like, look into this? Like, they have a rankings of high school football players. Did they not notice none of these kids existed? <laughs> I heard that Max Preps had might have had some uh, involvement on this, too, because Max Preps has this footage on the, on their YouTube page of this high school playing, and they're, like, they're posting about it. And – I like I'm just reading tweets from random like uh, reporters right now that cover a lot of stuff on like 24 seven sports and all that. This guy right here said he's I'm reading the tweet verbatim said that Bishop uh, Sycamore, they played a defender on Sunday. That's originally a 2020 from Florida. The kid has reported over two dozen fake offers and he showed up to a seven versus seven tryout using a fake ID like the- <laughs> How like it just doesn't make any sense how like that was like a red flag on or anything. It, it's it's unbelievable. So it's so almost like a bunch of kids that like had a a little Giants type football team all conspired for the same plan. Like that's freaking crazy to me. There's just no way to me that this is even like a real accredited school. Like I could see like their high school seniors going to apply for colleges. And the colleges are going to reject them because, like, they're going to be like, this isn't even a real school. Like, we can't, we can't accept you. This isn't even, like, a, you have to be, like, an accredited school to, like, apply to colleges. And I, something tells me Bishop Sycamore is not even a real accredited school. Never mind a fake football program here, so. Well, even they aren't accredited school, I'm like, you're, you're, like, the second your head coach has an active arrest warrant now and the fact that you're still coaching ball games, any university, whether it's an online school or not, how do you, how would you not catch that? But also, like, I feel like some of it has to fall in the IMG Academy. Like, all right, you have all these big fucking D1, D1 prep kids, like, coming to school. And, like, the first game they play for your school is some schmuck team that doesn't even exist. Like, they had to have walked on the field and be like, who are these guys? Like, literally, who are these people? Dude, yeah. the hi- the highlights are hysterical. Like watching this school play them, they look like they don't one. They don't even care. I mean, they they got basically steamrolled, and it's just I don't know. I the whole I, I the more I kept reading about it, I'm like, this is so hysterical that this act like there's so many people got duped from this. 
It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, it's almost like the fact that the game was as close as it was. What I think it ended like fifty-eight nothing. Yeah. Like, you're, you're playing a bunch of again. It's like us playing out there against these D1 athletes, and I, okay, know, I guess it's impressive that it's even that close. Yeah, the fact that they play literally two games in three days, which is God, God, so dangerous. I mean, that's just <laughs> impressive that they kept it that close and nobody died on the field. So I read they. Uh, I read that the school too had like some. Uh, thing to like raise money and they had like 200 bucks out of like 20 grand raised and i'm like what the hell is this Start, like a gofundme or something <laughs> like we have internet espn like you guys just gotta turn it on real quick i think these uh for both schools the whoever the athletic directors are could use a little bit more training and we'll just leave it at that but by the way i know portnoy is very you know anti-espn as he did he have Mention anything about this today, this incident, or not really? I didn't. I, I don't know. I haven't really like dive into Barstool much re- recently. But I, I, honestly, I, I'd assume somebody at Barstool did. I know there's a big article on uh, awful announcing right now. That's but they're really diving into this and like covering a lot of information. So I've been like trying to dissect that. But I, it's just it's so it's so hard to believe. It really is like. Yeah, especially with like this whole NIL thing going on right now, and then people having the ability to make more money. I'm like, they are they dodged a bullet that nobody got seriously hurt in this game because they because they're gonna get sued anyways. I think ESPN's gonna get sued anyways for this, but it, yeah, but it also you're right. What Matt was saying before, it falls on uh, IMG as well. I mean, how do, you not have, how do you not have better control over that and the protection of your players? I'm like, you're not talking about like one or two random kids. I'm like. Most of that team are going to be playing at top tier like colleges. So right, and that's the whole point of going to an ING academy. You're trying to make a big D1 school. So yeah, right. Like here's a, my, my prediction: as more and more uh, journalists dig into the school, by this time next week there will no longer be a Bishop Sycamore school in general. So probably not. By the next by the next podcast we have. So I mean, maybe IMG can recruit some of their kids. I don't know. <laughs> All right, so. Obviously, Trevor, big Notre Dame fan, me and Zach, Big Ten. So we're going to save that for the end. But I do have a little a little news that I've been actually waiting. I haven't put it on social media. Only my wife knows about it. Not this weekend, but September 11th, I'm, fl- I'm flying into Ann Arbor and watching Michigan play Washington. Awesome. So, like, the freaking tickets for uh, – so we're flying to Cleveland, actually, and the t- like round trip was, like, 120 bucks. So I was just like, fuck it, I'm doing it. Like, who knows when I'll be able to do this again. And I, like, yeah, the Cleveland's, the game Cleveland's really not like, that uh, far from Ann Arbor. And the tickets for the game were like 75 bucks a piece. So I'm like, hell yeah. That's good. That'll be a, that'll be a hell of an experience. So that's good. I know they want to freaking charge in. I wanted so that actually that same weekend that you're talking about, I wanted to go out to Columbus because Ohio State was playing Oregon that weekend. Um, we were trying to plan it with my friends, and you know when these tickets first came out, they were almost four hundred dollars a person. It was ridiculous. Um, they've gone down a little bit, but still, like that seventy-five is a steal. Oh, I know. I was like, that's the only reason I really did it because, like, my guy, some guy at work was like joking around, like I've always wanted to go to Ann Arbor or whatever, and I just happened to look at the tickets, and I'm like, how is this game that cheap? Like Washington, I think a top fifteen ranked team or a top twenty team. I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna grab these now. Yeah, that'd be an awesome game. Well, if they get blown out, it is what it is, but I'm just happy to be going, I guess. It'll be good. You got that negative mindset like a modern-day Michigan fan. I like it. Trevor, if you went to a Notre game, if you went to a big Notre Dame game tomorrow, you'd probably think they're going to get blown out. Well, I mean, it depends on the opponent, but anyways. We'll talk more about that in a second. Notre Dame's schedule is brutal this year, man. 
Yeah, I mean, we'll get to that at the end. I'm not, I'm not expecting uh, much this year, but we'll, we'll dive into that later, like you said. So. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get into a conference that I personally feel like I don't know if I really give a shit about, like I used to, but I don't know. They're kind of falling off. The Big Twelve, R.I.P. Big Twelve. I was gonna go with the Pac-12 first. The Big Twelve is another one, but like, I kind of feel like a Pac-12 is another like forgotten conference. I guess when. You literally have the same six teams in the playoff every year. I guess every team is – every conference is forgotten. But what do you guys uh, – so at first glance, what are you guys looking at in the Pac-12? Like, what do you – who do you guys think is going to be, like, a surprise team out of the Pac-12 this year? Do you want me to go first or you want to go first, Trevor? Uh, I can go, Zach. Go ahead. I like ASU. Um, I mean, Arizona State, they're bringing back Jaden Daniels, so I think they'll have a good team. Um, I'm just the only thing I'm obviously concerned with them is like they have a little bit of an off field distraction because, you know, Herm Edwards is a little under fire in the offseason for some violations. But I just don't think there's a lot of teams in the Pac-12 that I'm really unsure of. And I just think that they have a lot of returning starters. So they'll probably be, you know, I wouldn't I guess you could say dark horse, but I do like them to at least make it to the Pac-12 championship game. Um, but like when you look at the North, like the Washingtons and the Oregons, those are really the only two teams I look at where I'm like, okay, those probably, they probably have a legitimate shot. Um, I want to trust USC just because I, I just feel like every year, like they get hyped up as in to think that like, oh, they're going to be great. They get, they get the quarterback, you know, Helton's turning it around. And then, and then they're just like, there's always like two or three games where they just come out and look like a dumpster fire, um, when they shouldn't. So I don't know. I, I, I'm torn. I just don't trust them. I, I, you know, I obviously my brother went to ASU, so I kind of watch a lot of their games too. So like, I, you know, I, I'm pulling for them a little bit, but I do think that they'll have a legitimate shot at uh, when uh, getting to the Pac-12 championship, but I'll, I'll probably just stick with Oregon and play it safe. So. Right. So I, you know, Oregon to me is the obvious choice, you know, coach Cristobal is building a great program over there. They're loaded this year. You know, I know they got the tough game against Ohio State. So, but within the conference, I feel like it's theirs to lose. Uh, surprise teams in the Pac-12. I know a lot of people on UCLA. I kind of like what Chip Kelly is doing under the radar. It's kind of building it up a little bit. They won this past weekend in week zero. Looks like they're starting to get the running game going like he used to do at Oregon. So that could be a dark horse team. I like what USC's done recruiting-wise. They've bounced back too. Look out for Utah, though. Utah is a quality program. Yep. Year in, year out, they win. Um, they just kind of fly under the radar all the, all the time because it's Utah. But Kyle Winningham's been there a long time. He, he's built a strong, uh, strong, solid program. I think they're going to be galvanized this year because, unfortunately, that poor running back who got killed over the offseason, I think that's going to bring them together a little bit. So I think probably looking at uh, Utah and uh, Oregon within that conference, the two top teams. I just well, think I, it's wide open. You know, I just think there's so many like middle of the lo- uh, middle of the level teams over there. So I agree with that. So uh, I, I agree with that. That's kind of why I start with them first. I feel like it's a bunch of teams who do the same thing. But I will say, like, I do think UCLA is like the perfect car for the Chip Kelly engine. Like ever since he left Oregon, it's kind of been a disappointment. Never always gone like one of the Eagles. Like none of that shit was gonna work. Like it was like people still use some of that stuff in their offense, but like the offense he wants to run predominantly was never gonna work. But I just feel like UCLA and Chip Kelly are like made for each other. It might not come together to like this year, but like I think eventually that's gonna be like a powerhouse like Oregon was again. I mean, UCLA's always been a powerhouse, but like UCLA, you know, the last couple of years has kind of sucked. So I think they're gonna they're gonna definitely gonna have a boost from having him there. I don't know. I don't know why, but I just have a feeling that USC it's their year to put it all together. Like I'm looking at their schedule, they don't. 
have a ton of tough games. Like, they play Utah and Notre Dame back-to-back, so that's definitely going to be the meat of their schedule. So I guess we'll see there. I mean, Notre Dame's always a tough opponent for them, and then Utah, obviously, they're probably the second, third-best team in that conference. So I'm with I'm with USC probably. And then my surprise team is UCLA, but we'll see. It's just because I just remember the Chip Kelly from Oregon. So I'm like, that's going to appear eventually, I think. I think at least. Would you be surprised if UCLA beat USC? Oh, no, absolutely not. I mean, that's why, but that's like, why I don't trust USC. Because like, I can look at four teams in that conference and be like, oh, I wouldn't be surprised if they beat them, them, or them, or them. When I look at Oregon, I'm like, I'd be very surprised if this happened or this happened. But USC has like laid so many, like, like not say shocking, but like stinkers that they shouldn't have. And I just, I, I just, like, I can very well see that, like, Notre Dame taking care of business there. I can see them losing the Utah, I can see them losing the ASU. I can see them losing like four, like four or five games this year. Yeah, the thing with like, with the thing with to me with like Pac-12 is like they probably have a bunch of teams that you could consider in like the top twenty to thirty range, but I don't think they have a team that's really seriously going to consider for a playoff because they always lose a game they shouldn't. But I feel like that's what the Pac-12 is. They have all these teams that are hyped up, and the next thing you know, they're losing a a midnight game to like Hawaii or something. Yeah, you wake up the next. Yeah. That's how I feel it is. It's like, oh, shit. It's like USC played at 11 p.m. last night and lost to some schmuck team. Like, that's, I feel like that's just what the Pac 12 is. Yep. So, uh, next we'll go to, we'll stay with the Pac 12. We'll go to most disappointing. So, did you pick, you said you picked Oregon, right, Matt? So, for the, so for the, um, I think USC is going to, I think they'll be the best team in the conference. UCLA will be probably the surprise team. The thing, the team I think is going to be the biggest disappointment, I think, is Utah. Now I know, obviously, they had the unfortunate thing with that running back over, over the uh, over the off season. But I just, I don't know why. Oh, Matt, do we, we lose Matt? No, Matt. <laughs> All right, that's the take of his life right there. And we I know, right? He was going in on that. So, no, we'll, we'll get him in a second. He'll just have to go back in. So, remember this. I'm big on Utah. He's down on Utah. So, hey. Yeah. I don't I, I don't know, man. I just – I don't. I I feel the same way about the. the I, I enjoy watching the Pac-12 when I watch in the Big 12. The Big 12 games disgust me. There's nothing about those games that like I I, I used to get like so annoyed when like you turn yeah. on Fox and then it's you got to watch like Kansas State and Oklahoma State and I'm like this is gonna suck. See, I'm, when, I'm you know, bigger. I'm bigger on the big the Pac-12 than I am on the Big 12. I think the Big so, 12. Is, so like, my the steep decline to like they're breaking up soon. So it's just. Should probably message Matt right now. I don't even know if he knows that he's frozen. Right How can you cannot be out recruited by schools in the Midwest, in the South, if you're USC? It, it's unacceptable. Like you're USC, you have you have a brand. I mean, they're they're definitely one of the blue blood programs, and it's embarrassing that they're losing like top talent to to those schools. Just like how Texas is with like out of state uh, teams people going up north or people going to Alabama instead of playing for the Longhorns. So, you're right. Pac-12's got a lot of issues. Um, yeah, so quickly on the alliance, yeah, I mean, I, the big winner far and away is the Pac-12 there because I don't see the point of, you know, the Big Ten and the ACC, they're they're fine on their own. I don't see what the point was was teaming up. I think there was a little bit of an overreaction in the SEC, what they're doing, but, you know, the Pac-12, they're at bigger risk of being poached too. Like, there's all these rumors of, you know, 
um, the ACC or the SEC taking USC or taking UCLA. So I think, you know, they are the big winners here. They definitely benefit from this quote-unquote alliance because, like we talk about, Pac-12 is kind of a, you know, it's irrelevant. I don't know if it's because of geography or because of recruiting, but they're kind of just like slowly slipping away, and I think this alliance will uh, definitely save them. We're probably looking at like four mega conferences, it seems like. And it's going to be like the the Big 12 will probably resolve and then there'll be like 16 teams in like four mega conferences. And then some teams in the Big 12 will go to the Big 10 and some schools in the Big 12 will go to the Pac-12 and so on and so what. So, but I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I just hope whatever they do, they find something that freaking works so we don't end up changing it like five years from now again. So it's almost like the Pac-12 is like the younger brother to all these conferences, like the younger, like the older brothers going out drinking on a Friday night and the younger brothers like, hey, can I come along? And it's just like, that's what the Pac-12 is. They're just like... They're an afterthought. Yeah, just like an afterthought. And like, it's crazy because like uh, growing up, like everyone remembers the USC, like the crazy USC games and the championships. And it's just like, how long has it been since stuff like that's happened? It's like, they haven't they haven't been so irrelevant. Like UCLA was good forever. Like we grew up on UCLA, UC, USC being good. And like, they're not anymore. They're just not good anymore. Right. Dude, they were the game. Or like in the 2000s, they were the team to watch. Like oh I remember God, when I, like I hate, and I hated USC. I still hate I mean, USC because yeah, I grew up I grew up a Notre Dame fan. So I I can't stand USC. But you know, it's still there's still some teams like it's good for college football for these teams to be good. You know, Absolutely. I mean, I'll get into a second because I do. I I know we're kind of jumping all over the top, but like with schools, I do want to talk about Nebraska later on as well. Oh, absolutely. But, we have to waste our time with Nebraska. <laughs> but but it's a, it's kind of the same thing. It's just it's just like really really disappointing to see you know like that happen. But even the teams that you don't like, you still want some teams to be good, even though like you don't like them. So. Yeah, because it's like USC. You don't want them to be the school that you poke with a stick and they're dead. Like they're the school you want to be like. Oh my God, USC is losing, and like now it's like that like shock factor isn't there anymore. I at least remember when they come like fuck USC is losing, like this is crazy. Big upset. Like now it's like USC lost. Like oh, all right, well yeah, it's like it doesn't really 10, matter 10, anymore. 10, 12 years ago, you're like oh my God, Stanford beat USC. That's crazy. And now it's like oh, they went uh, USC went to Corvallis and lost to Oregon State. Whatever. I mean, who yeah, knows? That exactly. probably was going to happen. Doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> So, all right, we could uh, we could move on to another conference. Like again, Pac-12 afterthought. It is what it is. Now, uh, we'll move on to another conference too. I don't even know if they're really that deep. They have Clemson in it. Obviously, you guys know that means ACC. What first glance at at the ACC? How do you guys feel? Who do you think is going to be uh, a team to watch out for? Who wants to go first? <laughs> Zach, go first. Who me? I'm Trevor, you that. go. I went first last time. Trevor, you go. <laughs> okay. I mean, this is how enthusiastic we are about the ACC. Like, when nobody wants to take this. This is obviously Clemson. Depends on just how bad they make the other teams look. Uh is in there. I think he's physically more impressive than Trevor Lawrence. So, I think he's going to have a big year on the center and the shotgun, whatever. Um, conference just isn't that deep. I think, you know, we'll get to the picks of the week later on. I do think Clemson... Might have trouble against Georgia, but after that, they absolutely just roll the table, roll through everybody in the ACC. Uh, surprise team, I hate to say this being a Notre Dame guy, but I'm saying it's going to be BC. I'm I'm in love with uh, Phil Jakovic, former uh, 
exact site, whatever. I'm but. saying thank God. I'm happy you said BC because I'm about to get to my 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 okay. take in a second. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, Phil Jokovic, Phil the Thrill. You know, it's ironic that um, Ian Book, you know, great quarterback, but I think we should have kept Jokovic because he's an NFL prospect. He's got a big arm. I love that receiver over there. Big play, Zay Jones. I think um, they're going to surprise this year. I think that's the team on the rise, and I never thought I'd say that about Boston College, but I like that coach, former Ohio State guy, Jeff Athley. He's building yeah. a good program. They have a good pro-style offense. I think they'll surprise this year. So, to me, I don't know about Miami. I do like that quarterback, too, but I, I think they're going to get stomped by Alabama. I don't I don't know. Miami's another team. They like the East Coast version of USC, just no longer, no longer <laughs> relevant, just like – Back in the day, absolutely dominant and like the flashy team, and just like they're just a show that they once were. So it's not a very deep conference overall. Um, I do like in, uh, North Carolina, Sam Howell, but I think they'll take a tiny step back this year. But the two teams to look out for, you know, obviously Clemson, I think they'll win it easily. But I do like Boston College to maybe finish a respectable second in that in that division itself. And um, you know, like I said, it's about the it's about a three four team league, and that's we'll leave it at that. I mean, Clemson, far and away, obviously, is the best team in that conference, and it's not even close. But I was actually just going to uh, say, because I agree about Boston College, I'm just – and I and I'm, I would have been a perfect segue because I am so sick of Miami. I'm so sick of hearing it every single year. I feel like they get hyped up, like, oh, Miami's back, Miami's back. It's this whole, it's the same thing with, like, Nebraska um, when, they, when they brought in Scott Frost. Like, oh, they're going to be back. Every single time Miami plays in like a meaningful primetime game, they just get spanked on national television. And I'm not even talking about like that one game they had against Notre Dame a few years ago, because it was like ever since that game where they had the turnover chain and everything, they've yeah. been they've been irrelevant in every single big game. I remember everyone was like they had what they have Clemson on national television last year. I think Clemson won by like four touchdowns. I actually Garrett bet me that they were going to only lose by one touchdown. I bet him they were going to lose by more than four or four. And I won that bet, and he still owes me a beer case. He hasn't paid me the bet back. But they, I just – I don't I, – I don't I, – Yeah, what was that? Uh, what was that, like 59 nothing in Miami from Clemson a few years back? I remember that was yeah. a massive. Yeah, so like every time they play a big team or a relevant team that they would like, it would have to run into. Like, it would be it would be so bad for that conference if Miami found its way to the ACC championship game. I'm praying to God that they don't. Um, I, I don't know. Like North Carolina is always interesting to me because I think Mac Brown obviously is a great coach, but and they've been recruiting pretty well. So I do kind of like them in Boston College. Um, but I mean, I, the, that whole conference is just. And Florida State is still got a long ways to go. Yep, and you know, and they intrigue me a little bit though because Mackenzie Milton's going to be the quarterback there, the guy from U, uh, UCF, uh, Maine Central Florida. But he, he had one of the worst injuries I've ever seen in my life. So who knows what he's going to look like? And plus, there's other guys on that team that we're like we're not really aware of. But I don't know. I just think that you know, I even think of Clemson. Even if Clemson loses to Georgia uh, opening weekend, I still think that they run the table in the ACC. When the ACC, they'll be in the playoff. So. Yeah, so speaking of, like, conferences before, we all thought when the Pac-12 expanded, they were going to be great. They're not. Remember when the ACC expanded? Yo, we put Florida State in one one division, Miami in the other. They're going to play each other every year in the title game. I don't even think they've played each other once in the ACC title game. It just goes to show you how you can put something on paper with these conferences, but it still depends on the programs getting their shit together. And right. If you can't get their shit together, then you're not going to get the dream matchups. This is obviously like a totally different sport, but the worst thing college sports ever did to us was break up the Big East basketball conference 
Like, I what agree with that hundred percent. Fucking morons. It was the like, stupidest thing they ever did. You know that what? tournament was so good watching Georgetown, Syracuse, and UConn at MSG. And now, like, yeah, and you know why they did it? Because you know, because football. football I mean, we could go on a tangent about this, but NCAA, they, if they like actually cared about fans, they wouldn't do half of the shit they do. Obviously, they care about the money, but give me a good product. Keep the Big East basketball schools. I, I'll say this real quickly, too. I have an Ohio State Twitter account that I go on, and I w- got annihilated by these psychotic Rutger fans one day because they were talking about having the Big Ten basketball tournament at MSG, and I talked about how it was so dumb to have the Big Ten tournament in New York, like mostly Midwest teams play there. And this guy is trying to tell me about how Rutgers is so like well-watched in New York, and I'm like, you're going to try and tell me that you would rather watch Rutgers at MSG over like Georgetown, Syracuse, and like um, and UConn. I'm like, get out of here! That is I ridiculous. I wish I knew who this kid was. I would say, what Rutgers are you watching? Oh no, he was one of these like Italian Jersey dudes. I honestly was afraid that he was going to send the Sopranos out to my throat, my doorstep, and just have me taken out for what I was saying about Rutgers. But so, like, get back <laughs> into the ACC. It's like when I like growing up again. As a kid, like, I didn't mind Miami, like, Willis McGahee. They had so many great freaking players. But the one thing that is so sickening every year is, like, Miami is back. And, like, and I'm just, like, where? I don't see them. Like, can somebody show me where the Miami is back? Because, all right, they bring out their big gold D chain or whatever they call it. They have one good nationally televised game. Then, again, they'll play somebody, like, no offense to BC or something, they'll get smoked. Like, all right, so be, so Miami isn't back. Maybe it's next year. It's just like the Miami fans, I think, may be one of the worst fans in college sports because they want to shove Miami is back down your throat. But, like, I'm sorry, Miami will never be back. Clemson owns that ass, and that's the end of the story there. Do you know the old uh, Twitter guy that used to argue with Dave and Big Cat, uh, Danny Boy Kane? Like, those are like the Miami fans, like those losers. <laughs> I miss the Danny Boy days. <laughs> like that guy's, out. that guy's a loose cannon. Miami is at a point where they might be passed by BC in a couple of years. Like I hate BC, but Miami is not. They're just not back again. That's another school that's in a recruiting hotbed that everybody steals their recruits from them. There's always that one game that like, and I don't. I hate rooting for Alabama, but there's always like one or two teams that Alabama plays that like I just get excited to watch Alabama just absolutely pummel them, and I cannot wait to watch that on Saturday. I want to see Alabama win by like six touchdowns. Yeah, I think it could be pretty ugly to be honest with you. I don't think Miami has much of a punching chance in that game. Oh, and you know that crowd is going to be seventy-five percent Alabama fans. That it's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> it's probably going to be like thirty-five nothing at halftime. I would I wouldn't be surprised. Right, I agree with that. So I think I would just uh, – I, I can't believe I even have to say this, but, like, I would definitely agree. Like, it's not – I hate BC, but it's actually, like, good to see them finally, I guess, being relevant again. Because, like, I'll never forget – like, a couple of years ago, like, I know we're transitioning sports here. They had that – they had a basketball team who, like, lost every conference game. And that's, apparently that's, like, never happened in the ACC. So it's good to see, like, a, a hometown team at least be – a little bit relevant, and I think I saw they had like a pretty decent recruiting class this year. And they have a uh, what's their quarterback's name? Who's like looking at going into the NFL? Bill the Thrill, Jacobic. Yeah. Yes. So like I'm like, all right, so we got some like legit talent here. Like that would be a cool game to go to if they have like Clemson coming in. It'll be dude. Really nice. 
They were up two touchdowns at halftime at Clemson last year. Oh, yeah. I remember that. that They should have had that game. That's what opened the country's eyes to BC, or myself at least. And, um, you know, credit to them because I'll give them credit because they softened up Clemson. I feel like for the next week that Notre Dame took them out. I know Lawrence wasn't in there, but. Hey, when is that game? Is that game like a a November, end of October game? Because you get Clemson going up to BC in like a rainy, like Massachusetts, like crappy fall night. I mean, you never know. That's it. I have to agree with that. It could be a low-key game of the year. I mean, honestly, like it would be nice to see Clemson get knocked off. I mean, even if even it has to be BBC, I'm I'm in for it. I think that's wishful thinking, boss. But oh yeah, I, I love it. Well, you know me. I'm, I'm I, I I can't stand Clemson at all. So I mean, like I, that'd be amazing seeing Boston College. Like I don't like them. Boston College, but I think I just love chaos more. And the chaos that would be on ESPN when fucking Clemson loses. Oh my god. <laughs> the next thing, honestly, all you'd hear it's like Alabama. All you'd hear about for the next two weeks is like. This is what they have to do to make the playoffs. It's almost like somebody's dying if Clemson doesn't get into the final four. Yeah. That no. game, so that game with BC is October 2nd. Oh, it's so early. It's still very early in the year. A little bit of an early game. It would have been nice if they would have caught them. Oh, it would have been amazing if it was November and they just got November snow and had to have Clemson oh, go out and play God. in the snow. You <laughs> know, the ACC is not going to give Clemson a hard schedule. That, that's their that's their ticket of the dance. So. I know, I know. But So one thing in the ACC that I am definitely enjoying is, like, how did Florida State get so bad? And I don't know if I can even pinpoint a time, but they just freaking stink. I'm, con- people- I'm convinced – like five or six years ago, I we we stopped in the Busters for a beer, and uh, there was this such there was this dickhead just nonstop just ranting and raving and just like chatting us at, at, like chatting at us because I was wearing an Ohio State hat, and he was coming at me saying that like uh, Francois, the quarterback, was going to be like the next like Heisman winner, and I think since that argument that day, he left like screaming. He, like it was ridiculous. Me and my brother are looking at each other like, what is this guy's deal? And since I've had that conversation, Florida State has sucked. And I blame that guy solely. And don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure he didn't like Francois get kicked out of school and he's like going to jail for something. I thought. I thought and, then they like tried, and then they tried to bring Everett Golson down there, and then that was a disaster. I told you that wouldn't that have worked. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was interesting. A couple of years ago, I read it. You know, I always think Sports Illustrated has good expose pieces. So it was like a long feature about the decline of Florida State football. And it started with, I guess, you know, Jimbo was there. He won national title. He wanted to pump a lot of money into upgrading the facilities. He said, look, we don't keep up with Clemson because Clemson's putting money into their facilities. We yeah. are not going to keep up with them. And that was just like a prophecy because he bolted for, um, you know, he bolted for He took more money. And um, the program's been in shambles since. I guess there's a lot of politicking behind the scenes there about who uh, uh, have a lot of power about what coaches they pick, and it's that's been a disaster. I know they had that that one coach who was there for a year, Willie Taggart. Willie Taggart, yeah. yeah. The one-and-done Willie Taggart era. Um, I do like their coach right now, Norvell. He's, he's trying to build it up a little bit, but I just feel like that program, just they still got a long way to go. And even the last couple of times I watched them, like um, Notre Dame go against them, they just like run them over. Like the last couple of times they played them, just like, 200, 300 yards rushing against them. So, so I think I, they, play uh, again, they play them again opening night. I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, shove the ball down their throat again in Tallahassee. I bought this little college football preview book just 
just for this. And like now I'm, I'm looking at it and it's just like Florida State, right? They open, open the week at Notre Dame. Have a couple Hell. of games they're going to win. They play North Carolina in the middle of the year. And like listen Hell. to their last – Listen to the last five games of the year. Clemson, NC State, uh, they play Miami, Boston College, and Florida. Like, Jesus. Those are Christ. four. Those That's one and four right there. Holy that's Jesus. Rough. That's, a rough, <laughs> that's a rough schedule. Not you know, for us saying that the ACCs are relevant, we've been talking about them and, and, and having a lot of conversation about them. So maybe it will be more interesting than we think, actually. So who knows? And you remember the stunt that um, we talked about Michigan-Ohio State with COVID last year. Remember that stunt with um, – what was it Florida State pulled with Clemson, right? Clemson was irate about that. I'm sure they're going to try to run up the score ban on that team this year. So yeah. that could get real ugly. I think what's like, as a whole, what's definitely understated about college football and I guess sports, like football in general this year, is like how nuts the atmosphere is going to be to watch with fans back in the building. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God. Like, I didn't, I, I forgot what I was watching, but it was, they were just talking about like fans being back in the building. I'm like, Holy shit, like that's gonna be freaking nuts. Like a year of college kids not being able to kill you. If you saw how it was in the College World Series this year, it was insane there. It was insane in just like the College World Series, let alone what it's gonna be like at freaking college football games. It's gonna be nuts. Oh yeah. Over under number of fights in the stands at every SEC game I can only Well you've seen the well you've seen the preseason fights in football already at the NFL. I've seen a couple (laughs) at the LA Ram games and the Steeler games. LA, LA fans are nuts, man. Yeah, so American football fans are back, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so, what conference we got next? What's the next right, one? So, so, uh, so we're all in agreement that Clemson's probably going to wipe the floor with everybody. Yep. All right. There's really no need to expand on that. That's like the ACC has like again they have a bunch of middling teams, but like Clemson is just so good. It's just like uh, nothing's really going to happen. Like Miami is just going to get their confidence wiped off the floor like when they open up and get blown out by Alabama. So whatever threat they were is gone after week one. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see here. SEC and the Big Ten should be the last two. Let's go into the Big the Big 12. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's the one yeah. conference that just like, ugh, I, uh, I told you, I, I, I'm more interested in the ACC and the Pac-12 than I am the Big 12. <laughs> I was just, Matt, when you got kicked off the call, I was telling Trevor, I said, I'm so, I get disgusted when I turn my TV on and it's a Big 12 game. I just There's nothing worse than getting ready to enjoy your afternoon and the first game and big noon kickoff is Kansas State versus Oklahoma State. I'm just like, this sucks. <laughs> and is there any more of like a, a crazier fan base that doesn't know their football team than freaking Texas? Like, oh Jesus my God. Christ. Like, Texas is like the Miami of of this conference because it's like they win one game against some fucking jack wagon team and it's like texas is back no they're really not they're not i think texas i think still you can compare the two but i think texas is a class of a class of its own i i I know this is going to hurt your feelings but i think that texas and michigan are both like in the same class whereas in like michigan a lot of the people up there in ann arbor they're more like worried about running companies and stuff like that. Whereas in people in Texas, they like it's breathe and die like football and like how the whole state is obsessed with football. Whereas the boosters, like, was it Matt, were you the ones or was it you Trevor was saying about the boosters having a lot of influence at Florida yeah. state, the boosters basically run the university of Texas. I mean, they run every single coach out of town when they don't win a big game because they still think that they're like a, a top five blue blood program that can go and compete with Alabama and Ohio state and Clemson. And they're not, they stink. And because the boosters thought it was a good idea to hire Sarkeesian. We went from Nick Saban potentially to his assistant, which 
you know, I, I, you know, I credit Alabama because that's turned into a great rehab program for coaches. Wayne Kiffin, you know, Sarkeesian, probably going to be a Bill O'Brien gets a job after this year after Alabama goes to like break 600 offensive records with Bill O'Brien leading that. So, but I'm like, you're Texas and this is what you come up with, um, Steve Sarkeesian. I mean, I you know. And who else you get? I mean, who else is really on the market for that's, them? You that's know? the thing. Yeah, I think Texas gets a little delusional. Just because you have all this money doesn't mean the top coaches are going to come running to you. Like Brian Kelly is not going to you. Like you know, nobody else is going to you. And I, you know, I think I don't even think Tom Herman was that bad of a coach. You know, I understand he had a disappointing tenure, but I mean, you you, dish, you pay out a bunch of money to pay him out. And you bring in just basically the same version of him, I feel But well, like. he was the right guy. I mean, they didn't screw it up. I mean, he was the right guy to hire in that situation. Yes. It's just I, – I, I, and they had some promise in the first – I think it was like the second season he was there. They, they had like a big win over a big school. And I think, uh, you know, I was like, okay, well, they're probably going to turn this around. And I do think that the boosters got in the way. I really do think it's, it's, it's a lot of these sketchy, snobby people in Texas that really just destroy everything. Um, you lose a big game or you lose a, a random game and then they'll, they're on your ass about it. Um, and there's too much power and influence of people that shouldn't be associated with the football program down there. So Max Brown's last season was 2013. Since 2013, Texas has won more than seven games once. Like that's where their program is at right now. They're you a seven, be, seven yeah. one or less program. And you're going to try and go, you're going to try and join the SEC next. Yeah, good luck with that, right? So like, you're gonna turn your SEC, you're, you're gonna turn your Big Twelve losses into quality SEC losses. Is that what they're aiming for? I guess I don't know. So since we're already on this topic, we're just we'll just talk about bad SEC, uh, bad, bad Big Twelve first, and we can talk about who we think is gonna win the whole thing. But like, is there any bigger like? Okay, I crap on Notre Dame a lot because I know Trevor. Like, they're always good. They never make it there. Like, whatever. But like. Everybody loves Notre Dame, and it is what it is. That's just how it is. Everybody's father, grandfather, everybody grew up on Notre Dame football. But, like, freaking Oklahoma, they never, ever win the big game. And it's like they're always, like, they're in a big game, and they always lose by 40. Like, I just feel like that's what Oklahoma is. They get in the playoffs, and they're just going to lose the game by 40. Like, they might as well not be there, in my opinion. It's just like, oh, Oklahoma's there, so whoever they're playing is going to run them over by 40. I I cannot stand Spencer Rattler. I cannot I know, I stand I him. So I, uh, I didn't even know who Spencer Rattler was last season. Like, oh, last I did. I watched season. him in QB1. Yeah, he so, okay, a, I started watching QB1, and I'm like, this kid is a, a fucking douchebag. Grade A douchebag. I was like, how can anybody root for this guy? And seeing him throw, like, four picks against Kansas State last year, I'm sitting there, like, just laughing my ass off on the couch, having the time of my life, watching Oklahoma just – dump their pants i, I was just like i was watching the, some of that show and like he'd be in practice throwing shitty passes and be like oh like my wide receivers aren't good enough no like you're the perfect oklahoma quarterback because when they actually need you you will not be there right and i just think it's crazy to me like and one more thing with oklahoma i get it they'll probably have a good team they'll score a lot of points and they'll beat up on the shitty teams in the big 12 but it, it, they they're getting so much credit for blowing Florida out last year when Florida, half of Florida's team left. I mean, Kyle Pitts was gone. Kyle Trask was basically playing with the third stringers. I mean, they had so many people out in that game and Oklahoma brought all their starters down to the bowl game and won, they were like 55 to like 27. And then everyone's acting like, oh, Oklahoma, they're going to be really good next year. I'm like, did we not watch anything that they did this season? I get it. Rattler was a freshman and he made some freshman mistakes, but I don't know, man, pump the brakes a little bit. 
I wouldn't be surprised if there were two games that Oklahoma loses in the Big 12. I can see them losing to Iowa State, that's for sure, because Matt Campbell is a hell of a coach. But am I going to pick them not to win the Big 12? No, if I bet with my money, I'm not. But right. I don't know. Right. You're not going to bet on them to lose the conference, but you'll definitely bet on them not to win the championship because they're not going to do it. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, you guys, yeah, we're, you're down on Rattler. I will say this, though. Oklahoma's very good at developing good college quarterbacks. Um, you know, whether it's Bradford, go back to Mayfield, Jalen Hurts, now Spencer Rattler. They always have that right trigger, man. And they're going to they're gonna take advantage of the fact that, what, I mean, who else? Like, we talk about Texas. They're not bad. They're not going to challenge them. We talk about Iowa State. Good little program. Like, Matt Campbell, I do like him, too, but... I, I don't see them challenging Oklahoma. I, I see them taking advantage of a weak conference. I think they go undefeated. I think they make the playoff, and they won't deserve to be in the playoff because they'll just get blown out like they did against LSU a couple years ago. And that's kind of the problem you run into because most of these college football playoffs, usually there's only three good teams, and you have to throw a fourth team in there anyways. So, you know, you fed Oklahoma to the walls of LSU that year. They didn't deserve to be there, but somebody had to play them and, you know, even last year, Notre Dame, somebody had to play Alabama. They were the fourth team, but, you know, so it is what it is. But I think Oklahoma will do like they always do. They'll look good. They'll take advantage of weak competition. They'll look better than they actually are. They'll get exposed once they get to the playoff. But I think they're they're just the kings. How many years have they run that crappy conference in a row? Five, six, seven? It's not, not yeah. even competitive over there. Just like we talk about Clemson with the ACC, at least the ACC is more competitive than the Big 12. So Right. No, I agree with that. I think one of my problems just in general with this conference, and I guess mainly just Texas and Oklahoma, them just being like, oh, you guys in this conference are the problem. We're going to leave and go to the SEC. Like, honestly, it might look good on paper, but that is such a terrible decision. I can't even comprehend it. Like, they're going to get fucking blown out of that conference, and it's going to be laughable in five, ten years when they're like, okay, like maybe we should redo this Big 12 conference again. Because I feel like that's going to happen. They do not belong in the SEC. I think that's three losses a year for Oklahoma if they go to the SEC. Easily three. Texas is five and seven if they go to the SEC. Maybe even four and nine or whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're going to make more money. But I, I'm, I'm with the philosophy. If I'm an AD, you know, I, I'd rather kind of ex- not be exposed. I'd rather be a big fish in a, in a small pond. Oklahoma – benefits from being a big fish in a small pond they're they're going to be mediocre in this in this big boy conference they're not winning they're not sure as hell not winning five straight uh five straight conference titles like that's your ticket to the playoff why would you get so i i just so going to like surprise teams like all right whatever you got oklahoma they'll probably win it who gives a shit i think a cool (laughs) surprise team that would actually like it's fun for college football is I think West Virginia is going to be a good team this year. They have like eight of their 11 starters returning from last year. So I think that's going to be def. I mean, obviously there's not much defense in the big 12 or college football in general, but like, I just feel like West Virginia would be like a great team to like be good again. Like when that crowd is crazy, like they're a fun team to watch. So I don't know if it's more of a personal thing or actually believe this, but I really hope West Virginia is good this year. Yeah. I, 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 I think West Virginia would be interesting to watch, but I get the same vibe of the Big 12 that I do with the Pac-12. I mean, any given Saturday, they can go out there and just lay an egg, just like Oklahoma could. I mean, we could be talking like, remember last year when Oklahoma was, they were and raving about how Spencer Rattler was going to be the next coming of Jesus F and Christ, and then he goes out and throws like four picks against Kansas State. So, I mean, like, I think anything can happen. 
I think they'll be better, but I agree with you. I think Oklahoma probably wins the conference, but then they'll have to go to the playoff. And then there's a 99.9% chance they're going to play Clemson or Alabama and they're just going to get completely steamrolled. Right. I guess I have to pick a dark horse team in the, in that conference. And I always like what Mike Gundy does at Oklahoma State. Uh, he always builds a quality offense. I know they, they lost Cuba Hubbard, but they'll probably replace him pretty easily. It's, I think it's more of the system they have. They always seem to find that quarterback just like slings it around the, the yard all the time when it's like a Mason Rudolph or somebody of his his ilk. So, you know, I, I do like that as a dark horse team. I, I, Iowa State's good too, but, you know, other than that, just like, like you say, it's just a media conference, just like got Baylor. Yeah, Texas Tech is like never plays defense. Uh, we got right. Kansas, uh, Kansas is the biggest shithole in college football, so for D1 football, I feel like. So, um, you know, I think, you know, the best of the worst will be um, – Oklahoma, and, you know, we'll see if Texas can give them a game in the rivalry. That's two overrated programs going at it every year, which I always watch that game. It's fun. There's not a lot of defense, and it's like right. the, first game of the afternoon that day. So it's, that's a fun game. But other than that, that's like Big 12's uh, marquee matchup, and that won't even happen anymore in a couple of years. There'll be a SEC matchup. So moving on from this conference, we'll get we're gonna get into the good stuff of college football, the teams that are there every year. Obviously, me and Zach's rivalry, and I don't know why I didn't put this team on there, but I forgot they're stupid and don't want to join the conference anymore. Notre Dame. How do we feel about Notre Dame this year? <laughs> so I'll go first. I mean, they are gonna take a step back. They lost a lot of talent. I know they got the quarterback uh, Jack Cohn from uh, Wisconsin. People were big on him. I just think he's got game manager in all over him. I mean, if they could do better than that, so be it. But, you know, I like I like what Brian Kelly's done, obviously, with the program. They've had four straight 10 win seasons. They have a deceptively tough schedule, though, like Zach was saying before. I read a tidbit today. I think it's something like five straight opponents coming up. They're all going to be coming off bye weeks. Okay, so actually, I'm looking at this. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm looking at this schedule right now. And, like, seven of their games are against teams coming off a of bye week. Yeah, so, like, they play Wisconsin off of a bye week. Cincinnati, yep. easy win. Virginia Tech off of a bye week. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. I was just about to say I, I am very much looking forward to that game. Team, and I'm big on Cincinnati's quarterback. I like him a lot. I think he's going to be a first-round pick this year. So, here we go. Five. I think that Notre Dame will win the game, but I, 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 I think Cincinnati will – they're going to look pretty good. But, like, Cincinnati's always, like – they're always one of those teams that, like, they always get ranked, like, pretty high – um, and then either they play really well, or like a few years ago, they, they went into Columbus. I, I, talk, I brought Jenna out to the, my, her first game, and we Ohio State beat Cincinnati 42 nothing. So it could be that year for them, or they could be really good. So who knows? Anyways, what were like, you saying? Go ahead. They, they got Wisconsin, Cincinnati, Virginia Tech all off of bye weeks. They got their bye week the 16th, but then they play USC and North Carolina off of their bye weeks. So I'm like, that's a pretty freaking crazy schedule. Right. So, um, you know, it's it's a tough schedule. We lost a lot. Um, I do like the tight end mayor. I think he's one of the best in the country. But, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they had a couple losses this year. It's, you know, he's done a good job. Four straight seasons of 10 wins. I think he'll get that again because they do have a lot of talent overall still. But they they will take a step back. I mean, you know, we've had two out of the last three years undefeated season. I can't complain about that. So I don't think it's going to be an undefeated regular season this year. They can take a step back, and you know I'll be one of the few rational Notre Dame fans will be okay with that. I will not be calling for Brian Kelly's head. Um, I know every, after every loss, Notre Dame fans do call for his head, but 
he's a good coach. He's about to become the winningest coach in Notre Dame history in a few games. So that's, uh, you know, just can do everything but win the big one, which is not necessarily his fault because you got two, three programs just light years ahead of everybody. It's just, it is what it is. So, uh, but they'll take a step back. I think nine or 10 wins I'll be happy with. I agree with you, Trevor. I think they're going to win nine or 10 games. I'm looking at their schedule right now. Florida State, they'll win. They'll beat Toledo. They'll beat Purdue. Wisconsin's interesting to me because, like, that game is in South Bend. Um, if that game was up at um, Camp Randall, I'd be. Oh, Soldier Field. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm looking at that right now. So that's basically a home game for Notre Dame. I mean, so um, I'm going to get into this in a second, too. I can see it's on Fox. I, I am, I, I'm so sick of big noon kickoff. They can go, I can go straight to hell. What do you have um, <laughs> it's not I have anything against Fox. I just hate that. I hate that Ohio State's playing in primarily the Big Ten and some of the bigger games of the year are playing at noon. Like Oregon and Ohio State are playing at noon this year. That sucks everybody on the West Coast. So you're trying to get people to watch back to a football, I guess. They got that hangover pretty early. <laughs> yeah, your boys got Wisconsin bright and early. So then they play Cincinnati. I'm very intrigued by that game, and I, I, I'm looking forward to that. It's, it's not. I really wish the Notre Dame team from last year was going to play Cincinnati. That would have been a way better matchup. Um but, I mean, Virginia Tech, that'll be a tough game because that's in Blacksburg. That'll be hard. Um, but I don't know, man. USC, like I said, not sold on them. I think Notre Dame will win that game. North Carolina will be interesting. So they, they do have a tough schedule. But I can see nine or ten wins out of that. So that's a good season for them. I'm just looking at the first, the, like, this Saturday, and I'm like, man, this might be the best, like, weekend of the year. You got yeah. Penn State and Wisconsin at noon. Alabama, Miami at three thirty, and then you end it with Georgia and Clemson. Like, holy shit! That's like that's gonna be a glue to your TV all day type of day. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> uh, I would agree with you guys. I think Notre Dame's looking at nine, ten wins. Obviously, we all agree, so it's not as fun. But like, I do think Brian Kelly doesn't get enough credit for what he has because obviously they're never gonna join a conference, and that's already like a negative for him. Not not that he's not a conference, but like they could easily join another conference if they wanted to and like they're never going to because of money and tv and all that good stuff but i feel like with what he has i feel like he does he does what he can every year i mean of course they end up getting blown out by alabama but like who doesn't like at this point he's a home run hire he was a home run hire i mean you look at what he's done in the last four or five years i mean look where the program was when he took over in 2009 2010 and then two years later he got him in the national championship game yeah they lost to alabama but like I mean, they, 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 three, three undefeated seasons out of ten. I, I'll take that. You'll take that out of any coach, any program. Right? Notre Dame's I mean, been more, like, I, yeah. They've been to the playoff just as much as Oklahoma has, and even though they haven't won as much, them and Oklahoma haven't won as much. Notre Dame has played better in bigger spotlight games than Oklahoma has. Oklahoma has laid eggs in stupid games, whereas in like remember a couple years ago when Notre Dame they were getting ripped apart because when they went going down to Athens to play Georgia, everyone thought Georgia was going to just beat the oh, yeah. living hell out of them and they went out there and they played amazing. They didn't win. They came down, but like they came down last possession and I was very impressed by that, yeah. Right, so I mean look at what Brian, I think, I mean, and I'm looking at you guys are killing me right now with the recruiting too. I am recruiting junkie and Brian Kelly is killing it in the state of Ohio Stole the number one defensive end in Ohio, and then they just stole another top tight end. So, I mean, like, dude, he's, he's killing it. He's recruiting well. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like I said, Notre Dame's going to be fine. They'll, get, they'll find their quarterback, and then a couple of years from now, they'll be back in the playoff conversation again. Yeah, so we'll see. 
All right, boys, what do we want here? Big Big Ten or SEC? What are we let's looking go, at first? Let's go Big Ten first, I guess. Big Ten. Oh, here we go. This, this we'll be here all get, night. <laughs> we'll probably go get my tissues here. Let the Big Ten correspondents <laughs> go at it, you two. So. Matt, you go first. I think first, Matt, I think the most overrated, two most overrated teams, Indiana and Michigan. I, I hate to say. You Michigan. think Michigan's overrated? I think they're. Well, I don't know. Well, I think. I think right, I just, right, right, I, right, I, just I guess uh, from a fan base perspective, like what are you? What are we looking at here? The team's fucking terrible. We we need to fire. We need to get a new coach. We need a new direction. I'm sick of Jim Harbaugh. I'm sick of the khakis. I'm sick of this fucking guy who thinks he's like a good coach. You're not doing good at Michigan. I would rather us go 0 and 12 and start fresh. That's how I feel. I haven't felt good about this team since the fucking Lloyd Carr days. Rich Rodriguez is a fucking joke. And Jim Harbaugh fucking sucks. He doesn't know what he's doing out there. He looks like a fucking dork. Like, he should be coaching high school football. That's how I feel about Jim Harbaugh right now. Dude, I, 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 I'm kind of one up that, but I, I can't. That was, that like, was amazing. I'm excited that I'm going to Ann Arbor because that's like a life dream. But, like, at the end of the day, it's like, Michigan is not Michigan anymore. Like, we need to, like, start from the bottom. Like, I don't know what offense he's trying to fucking run. Like, I would rather go back to Lloyd Carr days where it's ground and pound. At least they have an identity. I still don't know what the identity is under Jim Harbour, and I don't think I ever will. Oh, I, don't know, I don't know what it is, though. It's not like Michigan's recruiting bad kids. They have a top recruiting class almost every single season. I looked at this up the other day. I think they had one class where it was like 2017 or 2018 where they were outside the top 20. They're a top 20 recruiting class every year. Sometimes they're top five. So it makes no sense that they're they're not turning these players into like they, – they should be up there with those teams competing, but it, they're just – it's not panning out. Um, I don't think they're overrated or underrated. I think they're perfectly rated where they are. I think a lot of people just have a ton of questions about, you know, how they're going to perform. I, dude, that game you're going to, man. I think that that Washington's going to go in there and win. I think that I think that oh, they're going to. But like, I also wouldn't be surprised if Michigan pulled that off, and then Michigan surprises a bunch of people and they win a bunch of games that nobody thinks that they could win. But I don't know. They one one of the softest moves ever is fucking pulling out of that Ohio State game. Like, what a fucking soft-ass move that was. And yeah, I think but you had joked about that, and then it actually happened. I think everybody knew it was going to happen, though. But, I mean, also, if I think that, like, if you're in that position like Michigan is, I mean, think about it. I'm pretty sure that that was a big recruiting weekend for them, too. You're going to send the, 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 your some of your top recruits that weekend to go see a team get their teeth kicked in. I mean, it was just like I, 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 even if they did lie about it, I mean, it made sense from from a recruiting standpoint. Even though it's it, it sucks and it's embarrassing, but I don't know, man. I I think that um, you know, the Big Ten as a whole this year will be interesting to watch. But I think I don't I don't really say Michigan's underrated or overrated. I think they're perfectly where they're at. I'd say my other team that I think is a little over being a little overhyped is Indiana. I think Tom Allen's like building a good program, but like. They got to play Iowa, Penn State, Michigan, Cincinnati, and then and Ohio State. I just like there's a few losses in there, no matter how. Dude, you I was so pissed watching that game last year against Indiana because Ohio State was up by like four touchdowns, and then they just single-handedly just took their foot off the gas pedal and let Indiana come back into the game. And because they did that, everyone's all like, "Oh, Indiana, they hung with Ohio State," and it's like. I, all right, I'll give them credit where it's due. They came back in the fourth quarter, but I mean that was embarrassing on Ohio State's 
on, on their app because it clearly showed like in that first three quarters where like the level was between the two teams. But um, yeah, yeah I, don't, I guess one more team. Like I don't get everyone like infatuation with every year. Like Northwestern. Like everybody talks about Northwestern like they're a fucking powerhouse school every year, and they're not. They just, they're, you play to their just, level. You play to Northwestern's level. You don't. I'm, you don't. You don't. Uh, run the score up on Northwestern, you win and beat Northwestern like 21 to nine, or you lose to Northwestern 15 to seven. That's Northwestern. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not negative on Northwestern. I remember that comment last year was with the fighting Reese Davises that, um, or the Desmond Howard or, um, one of who was, um, the guy from Ohio State was on ESPN. Um, for Herb Street. No, the other, the other one, the receiver. Former receiver. Oh, Galloway, Joey Galloway. Joey Galloway. So Joey Galloway comes out with this ignorant comment, the fighting Reese Davises. That kind of galvanized them a little bit. And I like Pat Fitzgerald. I think, like you say, they muck up the game, but they get the most out of their talent. And then we're going to get five-star recruits going there. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm i not down on, on Northwestern in general. Yeah, I mean, they'll get there. I give them credit for getting to the big uh, to the 10 title game a lot. They, you know, that's their max. That's their sailing. And there's nothing wrong with that, but. You always think I would always pick Wisconsin, but then I always feel like Wisconsin and no, when they go to Northwestern, it's always a trap game for them because Wisconsin's like another one of those teams that just like somehow just they just they, they lay a stinker against them like every other year. So I don't know. I, I can definitely see Wisconsin winning the Big Ten West. Probably that'll probably be my pick from that side of the conference. Obviously, I'm, I'm no question. I think Ohio State's going to win the East, but I also think that there's a lot of question marks on Ohio State's part because they're so talented but they're playing with a quarterback cj stroud has never taken the field before i think that game against oregon they're getting severely um uh what's the word way too confident about ohio state blowing them out i think or i mean oregon's a good team but i i I, that's going to be his second start of his career i just think that it's gonna i think it's gonna they're gonna be times where he's gonna make mistakes and I, I really do like Ohio State's team, but I, they, they, they got problems in the secondary from last year as well, and they got a new freshman quarterback. So I think that will be – I mean, a, basically a freshman, but he's a sophomore. But I, I'm still, I'll still pick Ohio State to win the Big Ten, obviously. Just looking so. at, like, Ohio State's, like, schedule, like, their away schedule is not very hard. Like, at Minnesota, at Rutgers, at, at Nebraska, and then at Michigan. That's, like, four easy, easy wins. I think so, those first two games, though, are kind of they're they could be tricky because you got to add Minnesota. I mean, that'd be a tough game. Like, you see what PJ Minnesota's doing right now. You know, I like PJ Fleck. Um, it's Minnesota. I get it. You know, um, but they're gonna be up for that game. I do think Ohio State wins comfortably, but couple that with the next week is Oregon, I believe, right? So you got, like you say, a freshman quarterback or an unknown at quarterback. And I could easily see them maybe, you know, kind of not getting it done in that game against Oregon. And, you know, yeah. that, that I would not be, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, like I said, I expect them to win. Would it be disappointing? Yes, but I wouldn't be stunned. I mean, it's like people are going to be frustrated when they see that he, you know, he, he comes in and plays like somebody who's never played before. I mean, that's what, that's what you get. Not everyone's going to be like Trevor Lawrence, you know, that's a way too high of an expectation. But, um, you were Matt. You were saying something before uh, about the schedule and stuff with Ohio State. Oh, it was about Minnesota. Do you see what Minnesota is doing for the game on Thursday for Ohio State? What, no, what are they doing? They're wearing black uniforms because the last two times the Big uh, Big Ten team in the West wore black uniforms against Ohio State, they blew Ohio State out, Purdue and Iowa. So now they're wearing the black unis. Well, there's your uh, 
little, if I said I wasn't worried about that, I'm a little worried about that. Really? <laughs> oh, because of the bad omen. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's like a bulletin board thing, though. Like, oh, this team thinks because they're wearing black, they're gonna psych us out. I think I I don't think they came out and said that, but I mean everybody. Oh, I know. I know. Oh yeah, like, yeah, I get what you're I, We know exactly what they're doing, so. I didn't realize right. that game was on Thursday. I'm, uh, it's yeah. It's Thursday, yeah, it's a Thursday night game on Fox. Not a bad yeah, way so, to start. You know, Ohio State, most time they're fine. They've done a great job with Ryan Day, but I know in the urban days, they would they would lose that one road game in the Big Ten that you would not expect them to lose. You talked about the Purdue game and um, the Iowa game. So, yeah, you know, I can see that happening this year. We'll, we'll see. Um but I still think Ohio State wins the conference comfortably. I'm kind of down on that, the conference overall, too. So kind of like a little bit, just not a lot. But I think, like Matt says, um, I think Indiana takes a step back. I like Tom Allen, what he's done there. But I think now that kind of people know about them, they'll be ready for them this year. I think Wisconsin takes a slight step back. They got a young quarterback, too. I know Graham Burks played a little bit as a freshman last year. They start off the season well. I know it was a short season, but they kind of, kind of tailed off a little bit towards the end. I think they're going to be up and down this year. I think they lose to Notre Dame, and I, you know, I'm not sure, sure, sure about them. I'm not big on Michigan State. I know they got a Bill Tucker there, but I'm not big on them either. Um, two teams look out for, I would say, Iowa. Kirk Ferentz, that guy is rock solid as a, solid as a rock solid every year. Quality team, they get the most out of their talent. Um, and I also expect to bounce back here slightly from Penn State. They start off miserably last year, but they didn't pack it in. They won, what, their last four games? I know it wasn't against the greatest of competition, but I think James Franklin has a lot to prove this year. I think he's a good coach. I think they'll surprise a little bit, get eight, nine wins in that conference. They're, they're recruiting well right now, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, another team to look out for. Um, I'm thinking like, uh, I'm thinking probably definitely the uh, big Big Ten championship. I'm definitely looking at Ohio State, Wisconsin with probably Ohio State winning, but again, we were talking about the, like the Texases, the Miamis, the, all these, the USC's, all these kind of teams that used to be good and now they're trying to come back. Is there, honestly, any bigger of a joke in college football than Nebraska? Like, than honestly, than Nebraska? Like, Dude, that game on Saturday, work. what was going on, man? That was brutal. Brett, Ble- Brett Bielema is a great coach. And I think he- Brett Bielema, man, man. He's, he's back in the Big Ten and he's, he's, he's right at home there. He's uh, right, right at home. I, dude, I don't know what the hell is going on. I mean – I cannot believe I cannot believe they rolled out with Martinez as the quarterback again there. I can't believe it. I can't. I mean, I like him as a runner. He's a dynamic runner, but yeah, Dude, he's, he's a fumble machine. I mean, yeah, that team for a, a program going to their fourth year under this guy, they they make so many basic mistakes again. They missed two extra points. They had a safety on a miss miss Q on special teams. Martinez fumbles that goes back for a touchdown. Just just like Mickey Mouse stuff that's been Nebraska the last four years, I feel like, and even longer than that. They just can't get out of their own way. Yeah, there was a game when they played Ohio State a couple uh, two years ago. I remember like they were they they had their first opening drive. Ohio State scored, and then Nebraska rolled the ball down the field. And I was like, wow, this actually might be a pretty competitive game. And then Martinez threw a dumb pass, it got deflected, intercepted, and they lost by like forty points. All fell off there after that. And then they got the off-the-field stuff, too, and the investigation and stuff, which is even more embarrassing that you're basically cheating and you and still you, can't still figure it out. Yeah. yeah, it's like, that's Mickey Mouse shit. So, I, you know, I was convinced Scott Frost was going to be the guy to make him respectable again. And I know it's only one game, but like you say, you're getting bad vibes. You're down by 21 points to Illinois. Like, it's just like, 
I, I, I didn't watch a lot of the game, but like I did look on my phone and Illinois punted and Nebraska got a safety, and I'm like, all right, well, here it goes again. Big Ten football's back, seven to two in the first quarter. That's what we knew from Big Ten football's back. <laughs> you know the week week zero in the big in the Big Ten, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they're, 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 they're I, before we move on. I know you guys have been dumping on Harbaugh. Can I give a little defense of Jim Harbaugh? Oh, boy. Can I get in trouble for this? No, go for it. I want to hear it. So I know everybody says, oh, Ohio State, Michigan. Ohio State loves the fact that they brought him back. I mean, I just think the guys lost a little bit of his mojo. I'm not, I'm not expecting them to be turning into a 10-win team right now. I just – I'm trying to think – maybe this is a negative way to think, but I'm thinking who out there was going to be, I don't know, better right now. I don't know. Maybe you could get somebody better. Maybe you – I don't know, but – this guy has been, been a good coach. Look at what he did to Stanford. They were nothing. I know Andrew Luck helped that a lot, but he took Stanford from, like, one win to the Orange Bowl. Then he goes to San Francisco, gets them from nothing to the Super Bowl. I just, you know, I, I know it hasn't quite worked out in Michigan. I'm going to give him a mulligan on last year because I'm going to give them, I'm going to give Penn State. It's literally a pandemic. Like, some teams did very well. Some teams were miserable. It's like, how do you, you know, you don't know what to expect. So I'm going to give him a mulligan on that one. He's not like he's not trying. He's returning over the coaching staff. I thought that when they brought in Don Brown from BC, he was going to be great. He was great at first. Shit the bed after that. That's not necessarily his fault. I mean, what are you going to do? I thought he was going to be a great coordinator with them. Well, so, let me just say this. When I'm sitting in the stands against the Washington game, I'm either going to text you, you're right, or fuck you. That's either, gonna, <laughs> either one or the other. I just think... Don't give up on him yet. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say I'm going to give up on him. And trust me. You know, so that doesn't help my cause that it can't be Michigan State. Forget about Ohio State. You can't even think about that. you got to take baby steps. you got to at least try to be Michigan State. Listen, I can't can't stand Michigan at all, as you know, obviously. I I, I hate them. But it's – the thing is – I've been also a defender of like certain things that there's a there's a bigger problem there than the players because you know you, even when they brought in Gaddis was it last year or two years ago you brought him in thinking that he was going to completely change the dyna- dynamic of the offense because they were running they were such they were so one dimensional with everything and then they bring him in and it just it seemed like nothing changed at all I also think that the problem was was I I, I could Milton the guy there last year he was an asshole arrogant douche as well so i'm like you know what start start from scratch get a new guy in there i don't know how was it Cade mcnamara i think he's gonna be the starter there this year see how he does i know i know everyone's waiting for jj mccarthy to start probably in a couple years because he's the big recruit but i don't know i think michigan will like i said be middle of the pack but i i don't know i can't get there to defend harbaugh yet because i do think a lot of things harbaugh has done at michigan has been like kind of his own doing you know so I mean, I just like Matt says though they don't have an identity. They need to go back to the ground and pound, like like the Toby Gerhardt days at um at Stanford, kind of that kind of situation. Um, so. I'm excited for that game though, Matt. I can't wait to get that text from you about the uh what what the, what the status of that game is going to be against Washington. Yeah, thanks for your fuck you. It's going to be one of them. Well, we might as well move on to the uh the granddaddy yeah, of them all. Unfortunately, as much as we all wish it was different, SEC cream of the crop right now. Yep. Champions are always out of there. Alabama resides there. LSU resides there. And they got a bunch of other good teams that you don't really know. Uh, we don't really get to see as much because Alabama's too busy crapping on them. But uh, I'll just uh, start real quick with, I think, my the most overrated team. I don't get if they're still living off of, like, the Johnny Manziel hype, but, like, every year 
people think Texas A&M is going to be like this fucking great team, and they're just right. they're not. Like Kellen Mond, decent quarterback, like whatever, good enough to win you a few games, but like they're not. They're just not there, and it's like every year they're hyped up that they're there, and I'm like, no, like yeah, Jimbo Fisher, great coach, but you're not there. Like stop thinking you are. You haven't won anything yet. Dude, the, the Texas A&M fans drive me crazy. It was like last year they were talking about, oh, yeah, we'll go play Ohio State right now. I'm like, you go play Ohio State right now, they won by three or four touchdowns. Don't try to tell me that Kellen Mond is going to try and keep up with Justin Fields. I, I, I Yeah, that the whole thing with A&M, I agree. I do think that, um, you know, they'll probably win like nine games or ten games or something like that, but it doesn't matter because the, the three games that they'll need to win or, the, or the, like the two important games that they'll play, they'll lose. It was like the defense they were making last year about how they won all these big games, and then they lost to Alabama by like four touchdowns. Like you, like you got to beat those those teams. I think my the analysis for me of the SEC is pretty straightforward. I just don't, I think Alabama is going to win it again. I think they're going to they'll probably beat everybody in the conference too. I, I I I I just don't see anybody in the SEC really challenging them at all again, even with a freshman quarterback. They're that good and. Georgia, I mean, Georgia sort of feels like an Oklahoma in a sense in the SEC as well, because every year they're always like, oh, Georgia, top five team, top 10 team. And then they they do the same thing each year. Like, I need them to prove to me like that they they can hang with the Alabamas and they can win the SEC championship game. Now, but, is there any state in the in the country that disappoints their fans more as a whole than the state of Georgia? Like horrible. they just literally just stab their fans in the heart game after game after game. And like Georgia always has the talent that Alabama does, but they always lose some stupid fucking game. And it's just like same old, old Georgia. Who did they lose to? Was it last year or two years ago? They lost this. They lost some atrocious game against some team. I don't even know if it was, I think they were in the SEC. I forgot who it was. Was it Vanderbilt? They lose at Vanderbilt? It wasn't Vanderbilt. But I remember what you're talking about. I just don't. South Carolina was it? Am I wrong? It was South Carolina. It was South Carolina. Yeah. So I think LSU's overrated. I think that coach is a bum one idiot. I think they caught lightning in a bottle, got lucky when Joe Burrow went there and Joe Brady went there to be the offensive coordinator. You're not gonna get a national title again. Their quarterback situation is kind of a mess. They lost that stud tight end to Georgia. He transferred. I think LSU's overrated. So that's my overrated team. Yeah. Um running the winning the SEC. I think it's gonna be Alabama, but I don't know if I should say this now or save this for our playoff predictions. But I'm the opposite of Zach. I think this is the year that that team in Athens breaks through because they've been so close. And I just, I am so looking forward to that game against Clemson because I think Clemson's gonna go in and win. I think Clemson's gonna beat Georgia. All right. I mean, all right. I'm, I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that one because I think this is this is my. Dude, I mean, if you're if you're wrong, it's great because like I I hate Clemson, but I just think that I think Georgia just I, I just think. Like, Whenever you need Georgia to win or you want to root for Georgia to win, they always disappoint. Like Matt was saying, the whole thing. I get that. I get that. But I, I like Kirby Smart. He's a great coach. He's had a – there's a thing. He's had a blind spot for quarterbacks. So, you know, losing Justin Fields and going with Jake Fromm instead, obviously a big mistake. That's been his one weakness. He's had a blind spot for quarterbacks. He has a quarterback finally. Even last year, he should have played JT Daniels sooner than instead of going Stenson Bennett. Nice little story being a Georgia guy, but come on, it's Stenson Bennett. You got a stud quarterback now, JT Daniels. You got a, you got that stud tight end coming in from LSU, uh, Gilbert. You got a couple big transfers. They're always loaded with talent. I know they don't have George Pickens right now, but I expect them to be back hopefully by the end of the year. Um, 
Defensively, they can step up, step it up. I know last year they had a couple duds uh, losing that cocktail party to the Florida like that. And, you know, obviously they got trounced by Alabama. But I think if they can clean up defensively, I just think they're loaded. I think they have a, a, the right quarterback right now. I'm big on JT Daniels. I just I think this is the year that, that uh, they finally break the curse. They finally break through in the national championship. So. I think wow. uh, so for my uh, SEC championship game, I have UGN Alabama. But if you're thinking of teams that I think are going to a little underrated right now, I think like Auburn, I think they're going to be a good team this year and maybe one to watch out for. I mean, they've had five straight top 20 recruiting classes. Uh, they got that all SEC running back tank. Uh, Bigsby coming back. I think they're going to be a team to watch out for. Yeah, I don't agree with that at all. So I'm sorry. I can't. I, I think they made a horrible hire there with that new coach from uh, Boise State. This isn't the Boise State of old. I don't think they should have um, gotten rid of uh, Malzahn. I think Malzahn's going to tear it up this year with UCF. He's got a lot to prove coaching there. UCF's a team on the rise, a program on the rise. I can see them going to a big conference. So I'm, I'm not big on Georgia right now. So just, I mean, not Georgia. I'm sorry, Alabama. I'm big on I was going to say. Is that, my, <laughs> is that a Freudian slip right there that I just curse myself? I don't know. But um, I'm not too big on Auburn. I don't like that 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 coaching hire at all. So. All right, before we get into the big three games of the, this weekend that we touched upon a little earlier, what, uh, what do you guys got for a Final Four? So I'll give you mine. I think it's just going to be pretty basic. Ohio State, I just think they're too talented. They're going to be there. They, I think they could still win the game, and they're going to blow out enough teams in the Big Ten to still get there. Um, I think Oklahoma gets there again. They got Spencer Rattler, and I'm just waiting for him to get blown out by Ohio State or somebody in the playoffs because I think he'll get you there. But, again, I think when the games really matter, he's going to shit his pants because he's too immature. I think Clemson's going to get there. And I'm actually going to uh, – poo-pooing on Trevor, but I actually think it's going to be – UGA, Clemson, Oklahoma, OSU. That's my that's my four. Alabama out. Oh. So who do you have winning the national championship? Who's your national championship pick? I think Clemson's gonna win it. I just think they're they're too talented. They, that quarterback is already he's already played a little bit when Lawrence was injured. He already knows he already knows what Clemson's about. I think he's definitely got that under his belt. I think I think Clemson wins it again, unfortunately. All right. Um, my four teams are, again, you're, you're just picking out of like five teams. Let's not kid ourselves. So you can mix and match either way. And I do think Alabama takes the slightest step back, but I still think they they either win the SEC or come up really close on that thrilling uh, title game against Georgia. I think two teams from the SEC make it. It's going to be Georgia. It's going to be Alabama. I just think that's going to be the game of the year in the conference, the championship game, and then the committee's going to be clamoring for a rematch, a potential rematch in the playoffs. So I guess that SEC bias comes through, like it or not. I think two teams from the SEC make it. I think Oklahoma and Clemson take advantage of weak schedules. And, again, right or, right or wrong, it's probably not right. But I think the committee will see these uh, you know, these great records. I think a one-loss Clemson team gets in. And I think an undefeated Oklahoma team gets in. You know, I think the fifth team will be Ohio State. I just think... Like Zach was saying, there's a little question mark at the quarterback. I think that might cost them a game that they're not supposed to lose. And the committee will say, well, that's kind of a dead you laid, and that'll keep you out. So that's those are my four teams in a particular order. Mine, pretty boring. Um, I have Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma. Those are my four. And I know I hate, I, I hate that I have Oklahoma in there. 
But like I said, the Big 12 is pathetic this year, so they'll probably beat the hell out of everybody. But I think that uh, oh, somebody's thing. Come on. I got bad uh, echo right now. Yeah, I think it was on your end. Is it me? No, I think you're good now. Oh, okay. Um, no, I just think Oklahoma, Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama will be the, the final four. Like I said, Oklahoma kicking everybody's ass in the Big 12. Um, but I think as soon as they get to the playoff, they're going to play one of those three teams and lose. Um, I can see Oklahoma actually being ranked maybe the top overall team just because they'll probably kick, kick everyone's ass. And then either Clemson will lose the Georgia or they'll have like a couple games where they don't look as great in the ACC against better better competition. I just think that the Polars are really in love with Oklahoma, so I, st I still think that they run the table. They'll be first seed overall. They'll probably play someone like Clemson or Alabama as the four seed. I think they're going to lose, and I think that um, – actually, you know what? I'm going to change that. I'm going to go Clemson-Alabama in the national championship game, and I have Clemson beating Alabama. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Which I hate, which I hate, because I don't want Clemson-Alabama at all, but – I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of what we've been accustomed to the like last. That's uh, like uh, yeah, it's like Golden State, Cleveland for like eight hundred times. You know. I do think that if Ohio State plays Oklahoma in the playoffs, it gets in the national championship game because I think they can be Oklahoma. I but think, I think that is it. Plays Oklahoma will probably get into the national championship game. So. Right. I I just can't see like like those three schools right there. I can't see Oklahoma beating any of them. I can see Georgia, even though Georgia. I was just ragging on them before. Georgia, I think, would have a better shot against one of those three teams in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. But because Oklahoma's schedule, because of where they're ranked right now, and because of the whole thing around Spencer Rattler, I, just, I, I honestly hope I'm wrong. Because I really do hope that Oklahoma lays an egg, and we don't have to see them find out there's another four teams. Because if Oklahoma does lose, then I can definitely see the loser of Clemson, Georgia, vice versa, will be that fourth team that gets in. So, Yeah, I think we're going to see... Wasn't this the final four a few years ago? I think we're going to see um, Alabama beat Clemson, and then we're going to see Georgia beat Oklahoma. You're going to get that rematch to the SEC title at the Tua game, but I think this time Kirby gets his revenge, and I'm probably going to be very wrong, but I'm I'm, I'm going to die on this on this take hill. I'm going with Oklahoma and Matt. You're well, you look good if it's, you look good in that if the first game if that first game between Clemson and uh, Georgia comes down to the wire for goes to overtime. Right. Those two teams, all they have to do is win out, and they're going to be in the playoff. Yeah, so that's a risky. That's a little risky for my take because if that's a blow either way, then we know one of those teams will not make the playoff likely. So right. So and whoever does the win the blowout, they're going to be sad unless they lose a dumb game. So, but that's my pick. So. Matt, Matt, can't hear you, Matt. Can't hear you, Matt. Can you hear me? I can yes. hear you now. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, you're a bunch of dicks. <laughs> All right, so Trevor, who'd you have again? Oh God! All right, I, I, I have got a... him. Write it down for the end of okay. the year. Okay, so it's uh, I got Clemson versus Alabama in one semifinal. I've got Georgia versus Oklahoma in the other, and I've got Georgia over Alabama in the title game. We got Georgia winning, and who are your final four? Clemson, OSU, Alabama, and who else? My final four is Oklahoma, Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, and I have uh, Clemson over Alabama in the national championship game. All right, so that makes me sick. I have Georgia, Trevor has Georgia, and you have Clemson. All right, let's uh, we'll see how that goes. Now we'll find out week one. <laughs> All right, so we'll start. Uh, so each week we'll just I'll we'll pick a couple big games we can talk about. Obviously the 
three biggest games this week are pretty pretty obvious. We'll start with this one because obviously I think we all know who's going to win. I'll give you the spread. Let me know who you think is going to win. We don't really have to spend too much time on it because I think it's going to be a blowout. So you got Alabama at Miami, down in Atlanta. Alabama uh, favored by 18 and a half points. I'm going to take wow. a bit. I'm going to take Alabama beating Miami by four touchdowns. Like I think it's going to be. Why are, we, why are we even acknowledging this game? We already we already talked about it. The, I'll leave a microwave on live to, on my on my Instagram live if if Miami wins. Oh, I'm hitting the sword button on that for sure. <laughs> I don't think they have a snowball. I mean, don't quote me on that. If that happens, imagine Miami wins. Oh shit, that will suck. <laughs> All right, so you guys are both taking Alabama. Yes, take Alabama the over. Yeah, so or so they cover easily, I think. All right, so uh, next we'll go with uh, Penn State in Wisconsin. Wisconsin favored by four and a half. I don't know why at first glance, but I think I think where's Penn that State game? Gonna have a good year. It's at Camp Randall, I believe, right? Yes, yes, it is. So go ahead, Matt. Sorry to cut you off. I just, that. I think, I'm thinking. I just think at first glance, I don't know. It's because I got a special place in my heart because my my sister went to Penn State. But I just, I think Penn State's gonna have a good year this year. Like. Again, like you said, I think last year you kind of do go to throw out to the window for some teams. Like, not everyone knew how to handle COVID, and we still don't know how to handle it. So I'm sure when you have 100 kids trying to play football, I'm sure that's a, a disaster in itself. I just think I think Penn State is going to have a little comeback year. And I, I, maybe I'm thinking with my heart more than I'm hitting my head, but I think I think Penn State wins this game by a touchdown to maybe 10 points. What do you guys think about this? That's that. I just I think Penn State's gonna have a better year than obviously last year. They'll improve, but I just think that that game being at Camp Randall, Wisconsin historically plays very well in the first couple weeks of the season. I'm picking Wisconsin. All right, I think you both have fair points because Zach, like you say, it's tough to win at Camp Randall. But I just going back to my what I was saying before. I think Penn State's kind of a little bit the way the season ended last year. I don't know even if you could take too much out of that, but I just like how they finished the year. And I like how Wisconsin finished the year. I just think it's a very close game. I think um, I think Penn State steals one by like three or two points. So. Well, all right, I like that. I mean, that game to just... Knowing start, that, it'll probably be, uh, uh, you know... I mean, that uh, game to start off by Saturday... Was, in real life, but, you know. That game to just start off the Saturday is going to be freaking great. It's just going to be grinding. It's going to be... That's just a hell of a game to start. Yep. All right. So for the nightcap, you know, now I'm kind of just thinking about it. Now we got we got Georgia and Clemson. Clemson favored by three. Now, like, this is gonna be a great game, but I think it's good for both of these programs that this game is the first week of the season. Right. Because as you know, one loss in college football can make or break you. But the fact that this this is at the be literally the first game of the season, both teams have like catch up time, I guess you can say. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Maybe it's. Maybe this is probably stupid. I mean, again, I'm saying Georgia is just a disappointment of all disappointments. But I almost feel like this game is so early that Georgia won't know they're Georgia, and I think they're going to upset Clemson. So it's, this is a neutral site game, I believe. Yeah, right? in, the game is in Charlotte. Charlotte. So, like you were saying, though, it's my golden rule of the college football player: if you always want to lose early, not late. Um, as long as they keep it close, I think both teams will be in good shape to still make the playoff. I think this is going to be an absolute shootout because you got two high-powered offenses, you got two great quarterbacks, you got two suspect defenses. At least the way they ended last year, both both those defenses got shredded pretty good in some situations. Uh, obviously, we know the uh, game against Ohio State; they just like Justin Fields dumped all over all over that defense. So I think, and 
always in the beginning of the year. You don't know what you're going to expect. you got to work out the kinks and stuff. And like you say, first game. I think it's going to be a shootout. I do think Georgia wins by three. Like a, like a 38-35 kind of thing, 40-37 kind of thing. I think Clemson is just more talented. And I know Georgia is very, very talented as well. But I just think I, Clemson has way more experience in bigger games. They have way more experience uh, on the bigger stage. Georgia does not win big games. And until I see them do that, I can't pick them in a top five matchup. So, and we're not talking like an Oklahoma or something like that because, or, or any of those schools. We're talking like Clemson or Alabama where Georgia just, I feel like, I'm just accustomed to them not showing up in one of those moments. So I'm going with Clemson. I think Clemson's going to win by a touchdown, maybe even 10 points. I think that they're, I, I honestly think that the, even the game being in Charlotte, where is it, where's it being played where the Panthers play? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, in the Clem- and Clemson plays in the ACC title game yeah. every single year and they kick the shit out of every single team that plays at that stadium. I think that's a good omen for them as well. I also look, you look back at the Clemson Notre Dame game last year where Notre Dame had a pretty damn good defense last year, and DJ had an unbelievably good game against the Irish. I just think that he's poised to play in big games, and I think that he got a little taste of that up at South Bend last year. And I, 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 still, I, think, I think Clemson's going to handle business, and they'll, they'll, they'll win on Saturday. Come on, Zach. Why do you keep saying that uh, Georgia can't win big games? You didn't see that big win in the Peach Bowl against uh, Cincinnati last year? No, I'm just kidding. So. Which Cincinnati probably should have won. <laughs> I know, yeah. I thought they were going to win, to be honest with you. But, you so. I mean, I think it's good. I mean, I, it'll be good for the SEC if, obviously, and for college football, if someone knocks off Alabama. That's obviously what I want to see happen. But until I see it happen, I can't I can't root against Bama or Clemson at this point until I see, like, Georgia actually take that step and be like, okay, they, they, can, they can hang with the big boys now. Because they, they proved that they can get there a little bit, but still, like, you got to beat one of those teams, like – the thing that Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State all have in common with each other is that they've all knocked off each other at some point in the last seven years, and they've all won national championships, something that Georgia hasn't done. So I need to see them do it first. I'm just like, this schedule is like perfect because you got, again, Wisconsin, Penn State, great game. Sit your ass on the couch, watch the whole game. You got Alabama, Miami. Alabama's going to wipe the floor, and that's like the game when your girlfriend or your wife is like bitching at you to do something. You can like leave the house for a couple hours and know you're not going to miss anything. And then you're just back home in time for the Georgia Clemson game. Mm-hmm. Uh, know that too well. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's why I was thinking of you, Zach. I, I knew, I knew the feeling. No, so, no, uh, no. I, I, my girlfriend always usually lets me just do nothing. But well, I already told her be prepared for Saturday. She's going out with her friends for a birthday party on Saturday night. Right. So I told her I'm all day Saturday. I'm glued to my couch. I'm doing nothing. So. So every week. I- I like I used to like the gamble. I'm not really too crazy into it anymore, but I still love odds. I have a degenerate gamble of the week. If you guys have one, throw it in there. I know Zach will like this one. So UMass is visiting Pittsburgh with Pittsburgh favored by 38. Pittsburgh is going to cover that with ease. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they covered that in the first half. Damn, I, we're gonna have to get Trevor. We're gonna have to get Garrett to call in for this game, right? <laughs> Give him his pick. Hey, they didn't, uh, they didn't have a thing recently. Was this a couple years ago? He was like, he put out a tweet about something. Oh, you like- know, I, I keep posting this. I posted a Snapchat every Saturday UMass played. He was drunk at a party, and he was like, UMass football, they're going to win a bowl game this year. Mark my words. And they went like 3-10, and 10, and their coach got fired at the end of the season. That is the biggest uh, 
We talk about Bishop Sycamore pulling a scam. Why is UMass football, along with UConn football, by the way, but why, why are both those teams in Division yeah. 1? I'm going to say, Matt, you know the, what's the spread of the UConn game? Like, whoever they're playing, 75 or something? Yeah, UConn only lost, didn't they? Yeah, they yeah, lost they played over like the weekend. 45 to nothing against some nobody. Like, uh, I think it was like Fresno State. Like, they, they had like 100 yards against Fresno well, State. Fresno is not that bad of uh, one of those minor programs, but the yeah, UConn's. Fine. Yeah, they, it was Fresno State. Yeah, like I, I thought Fresno State was supposed to be pretty good this year. Yeah, fine, yeah. but it's still Fresno State. I mean, you can only muster 100 yards and no points against Fresno State. I mean, I don't know. Does UMass still play at Gillette? I don't think they do. You're like, what an embarrassment that is. You've got to play like two <laughs> hours <laughs> away from your fucking campus. <laughs> Dude, it's like what UMass does. That's the same thing that Miami Hurricanes do to their fans. They all have to take a freaking shuttle down to right. uh, Hard Rock Stadium. Hard Rock. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, it's just, it's just just at least Miami's won, like, a couple of national titles. I mean, come on. Yo, I felt like UMass Amherst's stadium, the one they, like, every time we would go, there was always under construction on why they couldn't play. And it was, like, the dumbest thing ever. And then they were like, oh, we're all going down to Gillette to watch them play. I'm like, really? You're going to travel two hours to Gillette to go watch this team get curb stomped? Come on. <laughs> well, Garrett, if you listen to this, you guys are going to get curb stomped. Suck it. That's all I gotta say. I'm sorry. You guys don't belong in Division One. Get the fuck out. I agree. So I agree with that cover. The pit will cover. <laughs> like just, just get out of Division One, please. Just go fucking back to Double A. Whatever you gotta do, go play with the kids in the fucking kiddie pool again. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this is the end of the show that I think is going to be the most favorite of every week because Trevor has so many. Like I've known Trevor for so long. But he has so many random comments and things he feels that, like, I just love that it's going to be a segment every week. So Trevor randomly threw in that he wants to pretty much tell everybody why he hates Jimmy Buffett and Margarita. But which is crazy, because I feel like Jimmy Buffett is the one thing that, like, everybody can agree on that they like, and Trevor doesn't. So, Trevor, the floor is yours. Yeah, I mean, I got to be the wet blanket. I know Zach goes. Uh, there's a lot of people I know that go. I don't go. I, I went. That was the first time I've ever been to Jimmy Buffett. That was literally the yeah. first time. Now, I was like a bucket list and my dad wanted to go to the show. So, like, we all – and my girlfriend had been talking about it for a long time, too. So, I was like, you know, it'll be fun if we go up there. But but your take on it, like, I, I am not going to be offended in one bit if you rip apart Jimmy Buffett. So, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I don't want – I'm sorry to interrupt you again, but I just think it's kind of funny because – Jimmy Buffett concerts look like just one big party, and like Trevor's over here, like whizzing, like fuck you guys. So, like, what, what what is it that look? I'm not, you don't like? I'm not an anti-party. Trust me, you guys know I'm not anti-party. It looks like a fun time, but I'm just thinking like you can go to this hundreds or there's countless concerts across all genres that you can just party your ass off, tailgate, and have a great time, and it's good music. Why are we all obsessed every year over a novelty act like Jimmy freaking Buffett? Like, his music sucks. I don't, I don't get the uh, phenomenon with this. The guy writes a song about a drink, a mixed drinks, his most famous song. He writes a song about a cheeseburger. He writes a stupid song about a volcano. Like, I had a coworker. She told me she went. You know, she was. you could tell she was drunk because she was uh, Instagram live in every single song. And I wouldn't even want to click on it because I'm like. And then, like, I talked to her. She was like, yeah. I went back and deleted a lot of stuff because I realized how stupid I was. She was like, she's like, I love volcanoes. Like, this is so great. And she's like, wow, this is a stupid song about a freaking volcano. Like, he's just such a novelty act to me. I don't get why. And here's another thing, too. You guys know about the porta potty scandal with this, uh, with these paraheads, right? So I guess that no. Xfinity, hey, what? What? if you, if you Google it. Jimmy Buffett toilets, right, you'll see a few years ago that they're notoriously, like, 
I guess Mansfield got in trouble that like a bunch of people were trying to make their own fake toilets because I guess you always have to bring in extra porta potties when you go to Jimmy Buffett concert because I guess all these people they're so old. No offense to anybody who likes Jimmy Buffett, but I guess you're so old you can't handle your, literally your shit that you you know you got to shit everywhere, you got to pee everywhere, you got to bring in a bunch of extra porta potties and it's like. You know, it's so great that we know how to party, but, like, we can't handle our, our bladders or nothing. Like, these people can't handle their bladders. I never hear extra porta potties being brought in for any other concert but Jimmy Buffett. So, so actually, that's another I, thing that kind of just, I don't know. I did Google Jimmy Buffett toilets, and the first thing that comes <laughs> up is Mansfield's police to Jimmy Buffett fans. Buckets aren't toilets. So that is real. <laughs> it's literally just a picture of, like, a Home Depot bucket with, like, squeegees like wrapped around it like it's kind of hilarious actually i guess i guess so how you make the bucket is yeah you put a get like a big gallon buck 30 gallon bucket and apparently you put a uh, a foam pool noodle around yeah. it that's your makeshift toilet so that's just um you know again i love having a party i love the tailgate at a good concert but give me a give me a good band to do it i don't get like why this guy gets so much run every year it's like a pilgrimage for these people i don't i don't understand like branch out paraheads I watched probably five minutes of Jimmy Buffett, maybe five. That's all. That's all I really got. I I mean, mean, we got in so late. You weren't there for the music, Zach. Please tell me you weren't there for the music. I got there at 12 o'clock. I didn't even know if I was there or not anymore by 7 (laughs) p.m. I, like, I was going through my camera roll, my girlfriend and I were just like, oh my god, we had we had strangers taking photos of us in line. Like, I was taking pictures of random people that I had never even met, and I was like, that's just I'm like next time if I go there again, it's gonna be about the pregame. But we're gonna get there like three or four o'clock. I'm not. I, I like I said, we weren't there really for the music at all. Like obviously he had some songs that like are famous and stuff, but like we were really only there for the scene. Because some of the things that these people bring to the show is just so outrageous. They just trick out these buses and like these like RVs, and they have it, it's just it's a it's a spectacle. It really is. Like, and, I guess you're right because like it's a good party, right? But then you're like, yeah, like, like the, you the get people. into the concert and then you realize like, oh, I'm just at a Jimmy Buffett concert. Right. Like, I was a concert. The concert, the concert to me was like the, 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 the most like it was like, oh, this is over. Like, whatever. And we were in there. It was like, oh, it's all good. But the whole thing was walking in and, you know, you would go like so many people had so many like tables set up games like people had their own like makeshift bars and they were just handing out cocktails to people. It was like really like friendly atmosphere. It wasn't like. Like, I don't know. It was it was a good time. I, I like I just felt like there were a lot of uh, cool, interesting, like unique things that people like put together to, you know, just party and stuff. I, I really don't think most of the people there were really to listen to Jimmy Buffett. It was more my my cousin. Actually, she went there, tailgated in the parking lot and then went home. Now, see, I would have I would have probably done something like that. Yeah, I, I asked like her, like, you know, like, tickets to the show. She's like, I, I'm not even going to the show. I'm just here for the tailgate. and I'm going back home. That's that's a good idea. I mean, I like a good party. I like a good concert. But I don't think you get both at the Jimmy Buffett experience. No. I'll just leave it at that. So, so I, I'm actually going to release both of our shows at the same time. And uh, now all people are going to know about Trevor is that he hates Disney and he hates Jimmy Buffett. So you're going to be like, for anybody who listens, you're just going to be the villain of the show. That's all you yeah. are. I mean, I don't like funny. I won't be mad at Trevor anymore about Disney because everyone hates Disney right now anyway. So his take on Disney is pretty good. So Really? Uh, I heard, I've heard i heard horror stories. Like my cousin was telling me just yesterday, I was like, he waited like six hours with his family and went on three rides. 
So. Yeah, you got to pay for fast passes now, and you can only choose like particular rides. And people are completely outraged about it right now. There's a whole like all the all the weird Disney people are rioting and stuff. This is this is definitely a rabbit hole that we cannot go down at. I think it's gonna be like an all day thing. I know, I know, I know. We're gonna we'll we'll say that for another one. Let's keep it at let's keep it at that. Let's wrap we'll wrap it up. But yeah, I'm the I'm the guy who doesn't like fun. I'll 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 it's a heavy burden to to bear, but I'll bear it. So. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Late to the Party podcast.